Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Britt Box. We talk about all things to do with your mental health, emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But we're not doctors, so please don't confuse any of our advice for medical advice. And, uh, advice. and though we do try and come <laughs> at this with a more light-hearted approach, um, please don't think we trivialise any of the things we talk about because we certainly don't. However, we do come from a slightly less professional perspective, <laughs> <laughs> hence Thinking Outside the Box. Just got through it. Just Honestly, about. we've had, if, if you're listening to this uh, week on week, you'll know we've had a little bit of a break. And uh, if you aren't listening to this week on week, you will have noticed we've had a bit of a break because Tim didn't know what he was saying. I think I did well to even remember <laughs> any of it. I was literally... I, was, I, was, I thought you were going to rehearse it before we pressed go on our very high-tech equipment, but oh, you I, said no. I have rehearsed it. Oh. That, was, that was the result of a little bit of rehearsing. Oh, that okay, was, fine. It was, it was terrible before that. But I thought I did all right. I got, I yes, got well through done. it. I well struggled done. to do it. Well, anyway, so here we are. Episode 32. We've had a little bit of a hiatus. We have. Um, a little bit of a, a sabbatical. Nice, yeah. Is that yeah. the word? Yeah. I don't know if that is or not. But we've... <laughs> we had a break. We, yeah, we stopped doing them for a bit. It was only about a month, wasn't it? Um, yeah, our last one was on Halloween of 2021. And at oh. time of recording this, it is December 12th. Nearly my birthday. It's nearly your birthday, Mr. Box. 21 again. Yes, indeed. <laughs> on December the 15th, if anyone wants to send me any best wishes. By the time this goes out, it'll be too late, I think. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we get round to recording it, then when it actually goes up, God only knows. Yes. So, yeah, we've, we've, had, about, we've had about a six-week break. Has it really been that long? I think so, yeah. And before that, we had like three-week break. Yeah, we've not we've not been pumping the winter, them out regularly, no. Do you know we? what? And I take I do take responsibility for that because whilst, obviously, I know you've been busy, I've mm. been um, depressed. So <laughs> you, you went to take a sip of your coffee I know, then. I thought, no, I'll spit that. Um, <laughs> I just thought, so, yeah, it's just, you know, as we always say on this podcast, you have to put your mental health first and foremost. And that's exactly what we were doing. I didn't feel like I could sit here and I could talk about mental health while I didn't want to get out of bed. Funny thing is, though, I don't. I didn't get the impression we were not doing a podcast because oh, we're in a bad place. We don't want to be talking about mental health while we're in a bad place. Because I thought, you know, you've been you. You've not been. I mean, you've just given the impression there to our listeners that you've been in bed <laughs> and you've been in a darkened room. I see, and I've been struggling on, and I've been bringing you little little soup. No, and I tell you what, like it's that. been. We've been. We have been busy as well because obviously, yeah, we with um, I don't know whereabouts you are in the world listening to this, listeners, but here in England, and I have to be very careful not to say. Um, um, the UK or whatever because there are different rules everywhere at the moment mm. but here in England we're still struggling through the pandemic um, and there have been different rules and regulations but uh, up until fairly recently it's been kind of open so we've been you know we've been busy we've been going out we've been doing things we've been seeing things we've been yeah. cancelling holidays we've been, yeah. <laughs> we've been doing UK trips instead of going abroad because the uh, costing and testing is uh, ridiculous um yeah. And then on the days when we've had the downtime, where we've had the time to record the podcast, those are the days when I've just wanted to to not. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's certainly it's felt a little bit like we've had so much going on to mm. manage. Um, I remember the first time we didn't, because we were doing them weekly, and the first yeah. time we didn't do them one week was just because we were feeling a bit overwhelmed with getting everything done. And I yeah. feel like we've been there quite a bit. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. It's not necessarily been about our mental health. It's just been about, you know, we can only do so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, and but we're back. We're back with a vengeance. <laughs> well, maybe not a vengeance. I'm well, in my pyjamas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're back with pyjamas. 
Um, but yeah, well, so we, we're going to talk about today. So last time, I remember all those weeks ago, <laughs> you finished the last time and said, oh, I want to do a follow up on this episode. Yes. Which was more about, what was it more about? Like um, intrusive, intrusive thoughts and things yeah. like that. And you were saying about, oh, I think we could do a separate podcast on the sort of the darker intrusive thoughts yes. about self-harm and, and, you know. Thoughts of taking your life and things yes, like that. Yes, suicidal iterations, things like that. Um we're not doing that one today. No, we're not. Um, I, I, I get the feeling, coming back, you know, after a few weeks break, let's go for something slightly less intense than Yes, that, that one will be coming, but, yeah. uh, but not this week. Yeah, so this, this week, um, I have a question for you. Go on. Britt, are you over-emotional? Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a great episode. <laughs> Join us next of time. The podcast. <laughs> no, so Tim, this is, are you over emotional? Um, on occasion, maybe you can be. I can you be. Can I think be. only towards inanimate objects. Yes, I feel <laughs> if I if I trip over something or if a door viciously grabs my cardigan <laughs> as I'm going through it, then can you, yes. Can I just say? Doors and handles and things only seem to grab our clothing when we're in a bad mood. They, or in a hurry. Yeah, they don't yeah. do it when we're in a good mood. It's never like I catch my pocket on the handle. I'm like, that's okay, because I wasn't going anywhere in a hurry <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we, we, but I thought we'd talk about this one, because on. you say this a lot, right? What do I say? You say things like, oh, why am I so emotional yeah. lately? Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's, that's one of your, sort of, you get the t-shirt on that one, yeah. <laughs> Um, but there, and there's loads of reasons, it's, and it just occurred to me that's a brilliant topic for us to talk about because there are so many reasons why we might feel, in our own perspective, over emotional, mm. or like we're struggling to deal with everything, or like we've just got a, a hair trigger on our emotional response. Well, you have a lot of notes that I can see from where I I'm have. sitting. I, so we woke up this morning, like I'll do a podcast today, brilliant. So I thought I'll just go and make a couple of notes. Normally, I've got <laughs> like two or three notes. I have got quite a lot of notes. I'm just gonna, if if listeners, if you wonder where I've gone, I'm just gonna sit back. Relax and enjoy the tones of Timber. <laughs> Look, to be fair, a lot of my notes have topics that, and then discuss. Oh, they're brilliant, not, brilliant. They've not got deeper notes to them. It's just I like, like the highlighter colour-coded. That appeals to my nature. Yeah, I've, I've organised them very effectively. Well, we'll see how effectively. <laughs> but anyway, so this is the thing, right? The other thing that put it in my mind, we happen to go along. Weekly, we go along to the cinema, don't we? We're we still do, able yes. to go to the cinema. Yes. Um, even though since the release of the new variant... We've got to wear masks, apparently, while watching the cinema. We do, Watching yes, the film. Apparently. But we went to see um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And, oh, she's away. <laughs> <laughs> Which... You didn't tell me you were going to talk about I know. this. So she's, she's already welling up. So Ghostbusters Afterlife, if you haven't seen it, <gasps> I won't spoil any of it for you, but it is very emotional at the end. And I normally, if I'm, if I'm watching... So you know when you say, like, am I over-emotional? Are you over-emotional? When we... We have a, <laughs> hang on, let me start this. I can gauge when something, I can gauge exactly where we are on the emotional spectrum or by Brit, watching or like... well, by watching a, a film that has a sad bit in it or yes. an emotional bit in yes. it. Yes. Because just as I'm starting to feel a bit of a lump in my throat when we're watching something, I will hear you sort of go like this, where you've, you've actually started crying, yeah. And it's almost, you could almost time it to the second. The exact moment I become slightly aware of feeling emotional, you're, you're that, that audibly crying phase. But yeah. this, this, this was another level. This was another this level. Was, I yeah. have not been that way in a cinema or a performance or, or any, or my life, or anything, <laughs> in a very long time. Yeah, in a see, very I, long time. I would gauge things on the level of zero to Hamilton on the emotional. Yeah. Scale. Oh God. Yeah, we cried at that, didn't we? We cried. Yeah. I, I think. I think you're, you you have no heart if you don't cry at Hamilton. Honestly, I that's one where I'm like for the first time for years and years, probably the most I can remember since E. T. 
or a film Silent Running, which I watched when I was younger, which is a sci-fi film, um, I can remember actually having tears at the end of it and yeah. like, oh God, there's no hiding this, I'm crying now. See you, you know? it's very funny. So like you say that you hear me sort of like sniff. I know when you're emotional when we're watching stuff because you stop moving and you go quiet. <laughs> you you really like, you just don't, you, you're not you're not fidgeting, you're not doing any, you just, you're yeah. just, well, I, I think see that... you at the corner of my eye just completely still and I'm like, oh, that's, yeah. that's something that's got him. That's when, yeah, when I've become completely absorbed in the emotion. Yeah. But the thing about Ghostbusters was, it was the next level because instead of just like the odd sniffing of you you were like, <laughs> like i was like oh my god she's having this oh, is this right. is bad news <laughs> it's not all right like so if you follow me on social media you may know i bring a blanket to the cinema i don't care if you think i'm 75 <laughs> i bring a blanket to the cinema it's peak comfort level and i highly recommend it um but i am not even exaggerating when i tell you that the whole top of my blanket was damp with my tears. Um, it was quite a, an emotional... I had to go, like, literally, when the film ended, there's um, there's two post-credit scenes, uh, as there seems to always be in films these days. Um, but I had to nip out before the first post-credit scene because I needed a wee because the film is quite long. And again, I am an old woman, so I need, need a wee a lot. Anyway, I was still sobbing sitting on the toilet. Aww. I was still sobbing in the toilet. I think the, anyone who may have heard me may have thought I was going through a crisis. So I remember the thing that got me the next day at the coffee shop (laughs) and we were sitting there at Starbucks, she's having the coffee, she's looking out the window and I said, you know what I thought was good about the ending of that film? And then it was, it looks at you and you were like, you like instantly welled up and you were like, I can't. Can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Enough. So, enough. Enough of having a go at me. What was? What's the point of this? I, I just, just, just want to talk me. about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I was talking about. You have, honestly, you have to see. It. I can't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, but this is the thing. So, but that that's generally how you. That's when you will say, I don't know why I'm so emotional lately. Like, mm. why am I crying at this film, or why am I crying at this book? I I'm mean, reading sorry. Or... No, hang on. I'm just going to interrupt there. I'm crying at that film because it was the most heartbreaking slash heartwarming ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Oh no, yeah, the, fair enough. I'm with you on that one. No, it was it was definitely it was a it was touching. It was Especially moving. for someone like me, you know well, it was over emotional. Behave. Um <laughs> you know, with my l'histoire, if you will. In, in terms of your own history. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh l'histoire, yeah. L'histoire, yes, I'm speaking <laughs> French. God damn it. Are you speaking French? L'histoire. Well I yeah, for yeah, yeah, bonjour. Yeah, but it's just Petit Pew. Sorry, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't collect the accent there. That was what it was. I didn't. I didn't recognise you were saying a French <laughs> word. Yeah, but what what you've been through anyway? That, yeah. That, yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. The actual specific topic was was one of your you know yes. a, a sensitive nerve. I still like. think we need to do um, a subsequent podcast um, just on film reviews where we can talk about films and spoilers because I feel like I talked for an hour about this film. Yeah, oh no, definitely. This is one that, mm. yeah, we've had a lot of conversations about it, when you've been able to, obviously, <laughs> when, you've, when you've felt emotionally robust enough to do so. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. but anyway, this is the point. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching a film and, and crying at the film. And yes. I think as well, that's kind of what the filmmakers intended, isn't it? To, yes. to, to tug on our heartstrings. Well, it's like when I, write, when I write things and you always say, why do you write sad things? And I'm yeah. like, because if people don't cry when they're reading my writing, I don't feel like I've written it properly. You see, you've moved people. Yeah. You've connected with them. You know, emotions are, are there. The, these are the common things. This is what unites us, isn't it? How we feel about things. Yes. And so I remember when, um, oh, Star Wars reference, when the last episode of The Mandalorian, season yes. two came oh, out. Oh, yes. And 
Oh, can we say? We can say yeah, it's, been it's been ages. It's been ages. So, and, and Luke Skywalker appeared anyway. <gasps> you spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the comments now. I yeah. can't believe you spoiled it. Um, I was just going to watch it this weekend. I think the four people that listen to this podcast have already watched it, so it's I fine. They probably have, or they're not interested, mainly. Um, Hi, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was reaction videos yes. posted on the internet of people seeing for the first time Luke Skywalker appearing. Yes. And there was lots of like, oh my God, and tears and everything. Mm. And one guy in particular, um, his channel's called Star Wars Theory. I would say, that's what he's called, isn't it? Everyone just refers to him as Theory. theory. His yeah. name is now Theory. I don't know what his actual name is. No, exactly. Um, it's more like and he put up something about, you know, he showed him his reaction. It was like a very tearful reaction. Yeah. Because I feel like he'd been waiting to see Yeah, it was his child of... idol and exactly. stuff. Exactly. And, um, and one of the people involved in the making of Star Wars in general, I don't think involved in the making of that episode, no. but one of the Star Wars uh, higher yeah. big bods sort yeah. of thing, posted something about people should, you know, reserve their their responses for private rather than posting them. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, what the freaking hell are you yeah. putting that for? Yeah. Why are you making television like this if you're upset when people say, yes, that touched me? Yeah. I appreciated that. Also, um, you know, it's, it's one of my maths. I don't know if you've got it on your list because I can't see your list from here. But yeah. And we don't, we don't discuss it before we press record. But um, I don't know if it's on your list. But the thing that upsets me as well is when people specifically try and make men feel bad for... Yeah. For crying or for feeling emotional about these sorts of things. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. We're nearly in 2022. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know, one of my, you know, and it's, this sounds a bit sadistic and it's not meant to. Hmm. I love it when you cry. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love making you sad. No, <laughs> uh, no I, I love it when you go like, so it, it just, it makes me feel like you've connected with the thing. And also the fact that you're not um, afraid or intimidated to show your emotions is one of the things that, that I love about you. Okay, so this is this is you've you've jumped ahead to where I was oh, going to get to, but that's no fine. It's fine because all I want to do is cover everything. I don't need to do it in any particular order. Okay, you'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> You're very but, unlike me. But the point the point I I'm more emotional now than I was when I was younger mm. because I feel it's safe to be to to display my emotions mm. with you. I don't feel like I'm. I'm making myself vulnerable no. or weak in any way by being honest with my emotional responses. No. And I think for a long time, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think we do develop a higher level of empathy as we as we go through life, as, yes. as we go through more, as we meet more people, as we get a different perspective from others. Yeah? Yes. But I know that there was certainly um, a deliberate reservation of my emotional responses in mm. other relationships or other phases of my life um, and sometimes it was unwarranted I didn't need to mm. sometimes I, I really felt I did need to mm. but I, I think I developed it when I was I was at school when I was at, um, you know when I was going through my anxiety phase if you like if yeah. you want to call it that because it was uh, you know anything anytime you showed emotion I was in a boys school you know what I mean yeah. and if you were too emotional you would definitely get stick for that and that was not a good thing for me at that time to mm. get any sort of negative attention so I think that's where I developed it from but it's taken me a long time to feel and you know and, and getting in the right relationship as well to yes. feel comfortable that I've got someone in front of me that won't judge me no. if I um you know you're, you're okay with me watching audience reactions to Captain America picking up Mjolnir and having a tear in my eye at that moment <laughs> as soon as I hear the crowd noise I'm like always watching that again <laughs> <laughs> that's funny isn't it I, I, yeah. I like watching reaction videos I yeah, like because yeah. I feel like we get to relive the moment that we saw that we got to feel mm. and then it's almost like this group catharsis that you go through when you see someone else responding emotionally good know? word um, thank you 
Yeah, and also I think that where you say that when you were growing up, I find it quite interesting actually the difference between men and women and the um, acceptance of emotions. Yeah. Because with with men, it seems to be you know it's this thing of you know oh, boys don't cry this that, and the other blah 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 you know mm. man up all this all this mm. shit that I absolutely despise. Yeah. Which stops men being emotional. But then on the flip side as well, even though emotion is more um, uh, accepted, if you will, in mm. women, mm. it goes. It goes the other way. When as soon as you say anything as a woman, it's, oh, she's getting hysterical. Yeah. She's getting emotional. You're on your period, which I have genuinely <laughs> had a grown man say to me in a business meeting before. No. Yeah, you know who it is. Like, I'm not saying it on the podcast, but like no. we've had this conversation mm. where I literally said something. And it was like, oh, oh, you're on your period. And I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. it must have been in his like 40s. And mm. I was, you know, um, probably mid 20s at this point because I was, I was quite young when I was going to these business meetings. And um, and I was like, are you actually serious? Mm. So it seems to be that our emotions, um, they try and get stifled from all angles. Mm. It's not just men and women. It's, you know, and also what I love, what I love is when, when I saw an interview, which I showed you, I think it was on TikTok, and it was a woman, which makes me more disappointed, but that's another story for another time, mm. saying women can't be leaders of countries because they're too emotional and they could start oh, wars God. at the drop of a hat. And the person said... Hasn't every war ever been started by a man? And she was like... Uh, that may be true, but... Yeah, exactly. And this is it. And I really, really hate that that emotions are considered these these bad things. And I think I'm very grateful. I mean, we've spoken about my upbringing mm. many times and how my upbringing, I, I now know as a grown adult, is so much different to most other people's upbringing. Yeah. But I was never, ever taught that the emotions were something to be suppressed or mm. hidden or, mm. you know, never. And, and, and I, well, I, you know, I find it baffling. But I think I was brought up in an environment not... Not to stifle my emotions, but we mm. didn't necessarily share our emotions. Maybe you know it's because I mean? you're British and I'm not. I think it was. <laughs> this is it. I don't think I was in this sort of oppressive environment as a, as a child. In fact, I think I was very nurtured and protected and, you know, kept safe and, and was very happy as a child. Yeah. But I do feel like we weren't in an environment where it was like, let's talk about our feelings, people. You know, it wasn't it wasn't touchy feely. We weren't in hippie communes. You know what I mean? We were very much the very British. Uh, we do not discuss emotions. Maybe that's what is my main caregiver when I was growing up. When my mum was at work, was my mm. Italian grandmother. Mm. You know, it's very. Now, are, we, are we drifting into the stereotypical area? There? Oh, she was. <laughs> you know, she was literally like the woman from the Dolmio adverts in the nineties. Like Brilliant. my nan was very stereotypical Italian, and and you know, you try and tell an Italian person and not to be, you know, expressive or, or emotional about things. So I, I, love, I love the fact that whenever you talk about being Italian or make a reference to anything about your Italian heritage, you instantly do the Italian... The hand. The hand. <laughs> the, the fingers together and shaking your hand in front. It's literally you go into Italian that's, that's my Italian accent. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, it's just the hand waving. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how you do Italian accent in sign language. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. But, um, but no, this, this brings us on actually to what I want to talk about because... Mm. Over-emotional, we tend to... So I remember when I met you first, mm. and you were like, I never used to be emotional. I don't know why I'm mm. so emotional at this stage in my life. Yeah. And we, we sort of broke it down one day, didn't we? Like, you were massively emotional, but the emotion you went to when you were younger was anger, anger. Yeah. <laughs> rather than sadness or tears. I was, or an, ang- I was an angry kid. Yeah, and this is it. So it, over-emotional doesn't mean I, I well up in tears at everything. It means my emotions, you know, mm. get at maybe beyond my level of control, if you know what I mean, the yeah, sort of, yeah. to the degree where I'm feeling things too intensely or I'm reacting in a way that is harmful to me or those around me, that sort of thing. Yeah. And anger is just as um, prevalent in terms of over... And that's what guys do, mm. traditionally. You know, because if saying? they... Well, if they're not... Yeah, just your, your masculine energy that you're bringing. Yeah. 
Um, I think when guys talk about being emotional in a negative way, mm. they talk about tears or sadness or things like that. But they'll happily anxiety. punch a wall. Exactly, but they won't describe <laughs> themselves as over-emotional if they display anger at the drop of a hat. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think it, it can be any. Also, it could be, we could be talking about feeling overexcited quite easily, getting, you know, really excited. So, yes. like, you know, when we talk about going to Disney and you, and yes. you get quite, quite excited about it. Quite you know? sad at the moment. Quite sad because you can't be then, yeah. Or it could be excessive levels of fear or anxiety, things Ooh. like that. Also, you know, you talk about being, being overexcited. The thing that I, again, that I despise is when people try and make others feel bad for the things that bring them joy, for the yeah, things that bring right. them a happy, happy emotion. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, just because you're a sad, sour lemon, like, leave other people alone. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's all the emotions. And I tell you why, the reason I never thought that I was an emotional person mm. is because when my mum died, um, I didn't cry. It was this weird thing that mm. I did not shed a single tear. I literally, in a in a proper, like, what one would look back and say would be maybe um, dysfunctional way, mm. I was 16 years of age, and I said, the first thing I said when I was told that my mother died was I said, what do I need to do? Who do I need to call? Yeah. And I went into complete, you know, um, crisis mode, if yeah. you will. Like management mode. Yeah, management yeah. mode. And I only cried probably, like, I, I, I shed a tear at a funeral, I think, but I think it was, like, weeks later. Yeah. And I thought, well, it's because I have a handle on my emotions. No, bitch, you were in shock. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> you were thing, in you, shock. It took you, like, a good couple of years before you start Processed to feel the, yeah, feel yeah. the, the full-on depressive effect of, of losing a loved, you know, the most mm. important person in your life. And, and now I, think, I cry at commercials. <laughs> But the thing is, well, you you did go into distraction mode massively. Yeah. You you got busy. You did things. You moved. You, you got new. You know. You you basically set up a new life instantly, yeah. and then you were far too uh, what would you call it distracted with all of those things you needed to take care of yeah. to process fully your loss. Well, it's and, like baking. Baking was just a distraction from another emotion. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. But this is this is things. So, um, but again, the term over emotional, and we're mm. going to come back to this in terms of. Is it a problem? Yeah, you know. But I, I do, I do think there's. Um, that, so I, I want to just briefly describe what I think goes on when we start to feel like we're losing control of our emotions. Okay. Because you could argue that's kind of what I do with clients is get them back in control of their emotions. Yeah. Because emotions, as we know, as we've talked about before, are you know your crew trying to steer the ship in some direction. The sailing it's your, ship. It's your subconscious trying to come up with a, 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 making you feel a certain way to steer you in the right direction. Mm. You know, fear being there's danger, anger being right, the wrong, that mm. sort of thing. Um, and I think when we feel like our emotions are triggering too intensely, mm. or certainly more intensely than we would ideally like, personally, yeah. you know, hopefully we've said enough to, to let people know that whether you regard yourself as over-emotional or not is the important thing, not whether other people are saying you're being too emotional. Now. Yes. Yeah, it's about what you feel. Are you happy with your response? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, but there is a little thing that I talk about that I'm sure I have talked about on the podcast before because it'd be weird if I haven't, but it is it is kind of gives, it gives us a framework in terms of why we trigger excessively high emotional responses at certain times. Um, so when we do, uh, when we face a challenge, mm -hmm. We do what we refer to as a cognitive assessment. Mm -hmm. So a little self-audit. Do I have the resources to deal with this particular situation? Yes. And if we, if it's, if the answer is from our subconscious... Does that happen quickly, by the way, the cognitive assessment? Yes, it Is does. it like a real sort of... It's an instant. Yeah, yeah You don't yeah. even, you don't consciously notice yourself doing it. Right, okay. And, and you won't from moment to moment. Mm. Because if you're listening to this podcast, at some point you've had to open the podcast and put your headphones in or whatever you do to listen to it. And all of that is what I'm talking about. Do I have the resources to 
play this podcast and listen to it. Right. Do other resources to set my headphones up. And you're doing, yes, I do. Of course I do. That's fine. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you just take, you don't have any emotional reaction to it at all. You don't have any awareness of that assessment being done. You just do the thing. It's when the answer comes back, no, I don't think I do, mm. that we have, our mind comes back with maybe some other options for us. Right. One of them being meltdown. Yeah, right. which is just the, the, the catch-all term I refer to as some emotional distress. Right, okay. Right? So, and it could be, the traditional versions of that are tears. Mm. Yeah, so if um, we learn from an early age, if we display distress, yeah, if we cry, somebody that cares about us will very probably come and give us their resources to help deal with the challenge as well as our own. So it's almost like a, a literal cry for help. Oh, I just realised something. What's that? Um... You saying that? I used to. I used to be happy with not happy with being sad, but you know what I mean. I was. Yeah. I was. You know, emotional in that way when I was younger, yeah. and then not to harp on about point because I know I do talk. Oh yes, but it's an orphan. Well done. But from you know, I was on my own for for a number of years. Yeah. Nobody was coming. Yeah. Right. Nobody so, was coming to help me, so crying wasn't getting me anywhere. So, so I just got angry instead. Yeah. Just, well, this is the, the other. That is the other meltdown yeah. response because yeah, yeah. a lot of the time. If we feel like we're, uh, we've got too much to deal with, if we get angry, mm. it is the sort of warning shot. You know, the person that comes with the memo at work and says, can you take this? And you go, no, I can't. Go away. And it, <laughs> and it takes the challenge away from you. It shuts it down. Yeah. yeah? Um, or sometimes, you know, when, when guys in particular have only anger to mm. go to, they're not allowed to do the crying thing, so they yeah, have to do yeah. the anger. You know, this is in their own perception. Yeah. That they'll literally have the kind of angry meltdown where they'll, they'll almost get almost... Like hysterically angry, yeah. you know, almost, almost like shouting against the world. I need the world to lay off me right now, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it just kind of warns off anyone else coming at us with anything else to deal with. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's what I did. I yeah, I I, and that may well be the case. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it, everyone's got their own responses, and mm. it's all based on you know the things we learn as we go through every second of our life. So it's very difficult to track uh, in yeah. terms of having categorical answers for what's going on. Yeah, but. It is a response that we have. And mm. so I guess what I'm leading to is that when we feel like we're becoming excessively emotional, what we're probably doing is existing in a state of overwhelm mm. where there's too much to deal with and not enough capacity of our own to actually deal with those right. things. And that's why we get excessively anxious, why we get excessively tearful or yep. excessively angry. You know, we just have these emotional responses that are designed to actually do something about the, the problem yes. and get us to a better place. But don't always prove to be the best strategy. No. You know what I mean, yeah? Um, so I guess in some way it comes from feeling vulnerable or under threat. Right, okay. That's, that's where I'm going with. Is that, okay? so that, was a good, that sounds good. That, yeah, that a good sounds little, good. But I suppose yeah. where, where does the, the term, what would we consider over? You know, I think that's... Well, in terms of just whelmed. Whelmed, over, yeah. yeah. Do you know, oh, don't. The whole idea that we can be underwhelmed and overwhelmed... But not whelmed. But not whelmed bothers me. Well, what's the origins of the, what's whelm come from? I don't. Do you know what? I think you used to be able to be whelmed, but I don't think it's in the dictionary so much anymore. Uh, yeah, it's um, like the day after tomorrow used to be colloquially known as known as overmorrow, but we don't use amazing. that term anymore. I feel like I'm I'm most of the time appropriately whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, you know. <laughs> I'm most of the time underwhelmed. <laughs> I'm like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. So I, I do want to, at some point, before we finish today, um, talk about what you can do. Because yeah. a lot of my strategies, when people are saying, oh, I'm emotional, that sort of thing, 
what we can actually take action on mm. is dealing with overwhelm in a slightly better way. And mm. so there's lots of tips we can give people for that. Um, but the other reason, just before we go on to that, yeah. I just want to talk about oh. the other reason we might become excessively emotional. And I think there are people... Because, uh, you know, I'm a hypnotist, yeah? I oh, mean, are I you? Mentioned that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'll keep it a secret, but, you know. Um, <laughs> you have uh, it literally tattooed on your arm. I do. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, I do, don't I? You know when somebody reads something back to you and you're like, oh, interesting. <laughs> it was just in case I forgot what I did for a living. Brilliant, you know? wonderful. <laughs> I can check on my yeah, arm. Yeah, he's actually got his full CV. That's what you don't know. <laughs> It's very short. He I'm hasn't, say, he hasn't had not, a real job. It's not long. It's only a half sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what was I saying? I've lost me through me thread. Oh yeah, when um, hypnosis. Yeah, we know if you're a hypnotist, you'll know that some people respond. If you're a hypnotist, sorry, no, I don't know. <laughs> What's, what's funny about that comment? Okay, I'll tell you what's funny about that comment. Um, the fact that I know too many hypnotists because of you, but the average person knows probably zero, zero hypnotists. So the fact yeah. that you're saying to a podcast, which, let's be fair, does not have the, the greatest of reaches, if you're a hypnotist... Yeah, but you know, you got to remember the people listening to this. Yeah, they're into this sort of shit. So right, we fine. might we might be talking to fellow hypnotists. I, I, I'm talking I to my brothers and sisters out there. <laughs> Those of the pocket watch, you know. It's wonderful. Anyway, hypnotists know that there are people that respond. If really... there's any zookeepers listening as well, please uh, please do keep us updated. Or any other random careers. Oh, so it's a random career it's, now. Is yeah, it? absolutely wow. is. Absolutely is. Another cause of excessive emotional responses can be can be people attempting to invalidate what you do. <laughs> no, uh, you. Are amazing and your job wow. is amazing but what i'm saying she is, backtracked furiously no hear me out listen <laughs> is that if you go right there's a reason why you say to people mm. i'm a remedial, remedial hypnotist so what will happen is listeners this this is a reenactment of when tim and i go anywhere oh Britt, what do you do oh hello yes i'm a writer oh okay have you written anything i've read no probably not okay <laughs> tim what do you do oh, i'm a remedial hypnotist oh <laughs> tell me more this is fascinating and then i'm like great wonderful brilliant oh, or they go, oh, don't look into his eyes. Oh, do you know what? Mm. That You want to talk about over-emotional. When I hear people say that to you, I get over-emotional. Like, oh, don't look <laughs> in his eyes. Don't look in his eyes. Like, You're not funny. You're not funny. You're not original. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> back to the, God, furiously dragging this back on track. The point I was making here is that hypnotists know that some people respond better to hypnosis than others. Some people seem to have yes. a natural talent for their subconscious becoming fully immersed in whatever they're imagining. Somnambulists. Somnambulists. Well done. Thank you have you. been listening on occasion. <laughs> say it enough times, whether they're listening or not, they're going to go in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and, so, and this is the thing. So, and I think a lot about your ability to cry at... Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. You said it one more time. <laughs> She's gone again. Is because you can become fully absorbed in yeah. the film you're watching or the book you're reading to the point where you're kind of living that with yeah. the characters. Yeah. 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 Um, and I know that most of the time, the things that touch our heartstrings are the things that we can empathise with because we've been through something similar. Yes. But you definitely become more absorbed in media than I do. Mm. And I know that you're a great responder to hypnosis, and I'm a useless yeah. responder to hypnosis. Mm. You know. So I do you think, think there's a correlation there. I think there is, mm. yeah, because I, I would say, so some, I was literally answering a message from somebody today about can some people 
are some people more, well, the term they use was susceptible to hypnosis than others, when actually it's more responsive, it's not susceptible. My best when someone said to you, yeah, but what about people who aren't gullible to it? It was yeah, that I word. It's, like, it's a terrible misconception. It really. absolutely is. The people that can do hypnosis really well are the ones with these superb, brilliant, imaginative capacities. Mm. Yeah. So they may be, I don't know, in some, in some way, they're very creative, they're imaginative, they, they live in... in, in with all, with all due respect, so they great. <laughs> what I feel like, of, what I feel like, I'm going to be insulted. Now. Well, they live to a large degree in their own world, yeah, with their own perception of things that's going on. I feel like I've really just been dismissive there. Um, you know, what I mean, I'm not. <laughs> Is this I... like earlier when I said that it's my face on the cover of the DVD of life? Yeah, things like that, yes. <laughs> the old main character syndrome, yeah. But no, what I mean is that you, your perception of reality is very real yes. to you, yeah? yeah? Whereas maybe somebody that isn't responding so well, I don't have as high a capacity for absorption, mm. yeah? And I think that can be why we, we get very emotional at the slightest little things, mm. because we can instantly empathise with people. I know, so there was, I won't actually reference it because it is just distressing, but there was something online recently about um, about someone that had died. And it was somebody neither of us knew, but instantly you were very upset about the news story. And yes. and I think there's there's a capacity you have for empathy. And I know you would always say, oh, I don't care about people as much as you, Tim. <laughs> and I, you'd always say that. No, it's not that. I just, <laughs> I do care. I just... I'd like to be left alone. <laughs> Just not enough to get involved with it. No, look, what I mean is, though, that once you put your mind in that mm. bit of... So the only thing I've had recently, and we've, I think we've said this on the podcast before, that thing we saw about um, that video online oh, about that disaster oh, in the... the in cave the, diving the, thing. The caving thing, yeah. yeah, where they were doing... What's it called? It's called it's like pot, pot holding, yeah. And somebody got trapped and died in this in this cave. And for some reason, the way that was presented to me... I was feel, you know, I was yeah. right there. I've not seen a emotion. reaction like that in you in a, for something yeah. like that in a very and, long time. And there was another thing where it was a story about a Formula One driver that died in the seventies, and there's footage of it oh. and everything. And there's something about when I saw that documentary mm. that bothered me for weeks because oh, really? I was just in. I could feel that the visceral nature of the emotions that I was feeling when yeah, I was watching. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's the thing. Though. I think so. I'm, I'm not great. I can do it, but mm. I, I don't easily go there. Whereas I think you're much more free and, or, and, and what would you say more, more absorbed in it yeah that, that's all I can it's say the really. reason why I avoid um, any Christmas adverts like the plague not just because I'm a Grinch <laughs> but because they will always make me cry and I just don't need that there was was it the Disney one not last year the year before I think yeah I think it was the year before um, mm. and it had that song oh, this is a terrible explanation on a podcast but mm. um, but it was just it just Finished me. It just did me in. Because mm. um, it had what was it a song that meant something to you, or just had a no, it just, the, just, just the touched song. you in a certain way. And every time way. that song plays, it's on one of my playlists. And every time it comes on, I start crying. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. also you've got you've got emotional anchors there as well. Remember that yeah. that we do we do anchor certain feelings to certain sounds or smells mm. or visuals, mm. so that we will naturally give rise to that. We'll we'll call, we'll call back for that. But or, this, or you know films really. Like, yeah, what well, the endings like, of certain films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the the point I'm making here is that if you feel yourself getting very emotional at films or TV shows, it's not a problem. You know, that, no. that you could argue, from my perspective, as somebody that understands the mind in the way I understand it, as opposed to how other people understand it, mm. I see it as kind of one of your superpowers, yeah. is the ability to make your imaginings your reality. Yeah, yeah it can make life difficult at times. Yeah, mm. because also that's the sort of thing that people who deal with high anxiety and all the what ifs and things like yeah, that, yeah. that's what they deal with or they can end up dealing with. But 
it doesn't mean you can't influence and change and control that. It just means you have a great capacity. Your brain is very good at yeah. that sort of stuff. And that's a great thing as well because the other thing that you see mm. about great hypnotic responders, there's a very high proportion of them in, um, in the high achieving category. Yes. Yeah, so all those people, all those amazing actors, all those amazing performers, all mm. the amazing businessmen that have the vision, mm. that's because they're in that category as well. Yeah, yeah. So you might, you know, find yourself crying at a film and think, oh God, I hate, oh, I'm so emotional. But it also indicates that you've got a great strength of imagination and creativity. I like that. That's a good, that's a good way to frame it. I do enjoy mm. that. Because also as well, don't forget, if you say, like, I've, I don't think I've ever said I'm over emotional. Mm. I've always just said, I'm emotional at the moment mm, yeah, because because right. the idea of being over something, you know, like I saw a great thing online that was like, if I'm too much, go find less, <laughs> you know, and I and I love That's that and I live yeah. by that because yeah, it's yeah. very much like over or too. It's like who says that? who's dictating that? Yeah, there's it's no, it's yeah. yeah, it's just it's just your um your the perspective on it really. Mm. Like you know, I've I've been called too much by mm. people in the past, absolutely. But it's not my fault that they don't have the capacity to handle how much of me there is. Yeah. You know? Like go go find uh, us then. Well this is because I mean over and under, they're, they're what are they? Um they're comparative terms, aren't they? So mm. they don't they don't have absolutes. They are no. they're they're by comparison or relative terms, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So it, it's very yeah, personal. Exactly very yeah personal. as you say, you know, um it's like when ex-partners find there's too much to handle and then you find the right person and you're just right. I mean, you're literally talking about me, aren't you? I sort of am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, moving on moving swiftly. Swiftly on. Uh, what I want to get on to now. So, I did, you know what, I do, I do a little bit of research. I mean, a, a smidgen. I wouldn't say I've researched the topic. He's Googling, researching. Googling. You sound like the people like that we... I've done my research. You yeah. Google something where you were sitting on the so toilet, Sandra. Googling the term, am I over-emotional then? So that's my research, yeah. <laughs> and then clicking on the first thing that comes up. Exactly. Right. You've not written an academic paper on it. No, but I know someone who has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the point, is that I found an academic paper. Oh, okay, fine. Um, it was on healthline.co.org. Something or other, yeah. These. Um, exactly, yeah. And it's the 15 reasons why you might feel over emotion why you might be the most emotional person in the room is that what it says yeah pretty much yeah Ooh. um well, I'm, was... I'm the most emotional person in this room yes <laughs> i'm the least emotional person in any room but no. <laughs> no you're not no i'm not actually not I, in the old days i was though yeah i was really you know i think that's because you thought you know you were too cool for emotions I, i've never thought i was cool i'll be honest <laughs> with you there i've always wanted <laughs> to be cool and I've maybe i never that's... wanted to be cool i've yeah. never wanted to be that's cool. why you're so cool though babe you think that's what it is? That's what it is. Well, it's yeah. like I saw I read something by Matt Haig recently that said, Don't strive for cool. Um he said it much better than this, but it was like, Don't strive for cool because cool isn't, you know, cool you, isn't cool, man. You'll be cool when you're dead. Like strive for the warmth, the love, the the living, oh. the where people are, you know? Nice. It's nice. that kind of thing. I've never wanted to be cool because I'll be honest, I grew up as a theatre kid and we were not. Uh, no, that's so true. You've I got... just embraced it. I didn't care. I, yeah. I just did not. Although, care. if you were doing Grease the musical, you were playing people that were cool. You were also playing forty-five-year-olds pretending to be college kids. Exactly. How did we believe yeah. that? Well, no, being being cool is like it's a bit like falling asleep, isn't it? You don't fall asleep by trying to fall asleep, and you don't become cool by trying to be cool. Do you think I'm cool? I think you're super cool. <laughs> I think I'm a nerd. <laughs> but also, I, I think I don't care if you're cool or not. No. Well, that's it. I think. I, do you know what? I I I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm. I'm pretty right, yeah. but no, I never wanted to be cool. I never, it never bothered me. Yeah. But you do get people who are like, they don't want to show that they like something or that they're they're into something because yes, that was me. Yes, oh, 
<laughs> no, but this thing. So that's probably what caused my massive anxiety issues was the need mm. to be cool or feeling like I needed to be cool. Yeah. Ooh, oh, we've just heard something. <laughs> there arose such a clatter that, next door. Some. some... <gasps> I've no idea if, if the you can hear that. Can yeah. Hear this, but <laughs> something is happening on the other side of that wall. There is something afoot. In We're going to hear police sirens in a minute, I swear to God. I think they just rearranging the furniture. It's Sunday, isn't it? They're rearranging the furniture. Okay, They're doing keep some... going. Just, 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 we'll just try pretend to it's not If happening. you can hear it, just ignore it. Go on. If, if, we, if there is a gunshot, we will, uh, we will stop this and edit it together. Oh. <gasps> oh my God, what is going on behind that wall? We might find, I feel like we're going to find out in a minute when they come through the wall. Yeah, the wall isn't that thick. I mean, I'm just likely, keep going. Just keep, yeah, just keep okay. going. Come I'm on. likely to get over emotional if they come through the wall. Come I feel. On. Anyway, right, moving on. Right. So, what the hell was I at? What was um... you were talking about? A, a paper that you'd read. Oh yeah, a paper that I read. Yeah, okay. So here we are. Fifteen reasons why we might feel like we're the most, most emotional person in the room. Go on. Okay. Number one is brilliant. You're human. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Which is, I think, is that's a good that's a good thing to start with, though. We're yeah. human. We feel emotions. That's what we're meant to do. There's yes. nothing wrong with being emotional because actually it shows that we're alive, we're functioning, and that yeah, we care. Absolutely. That's, that's all it is. Like yeah. um, second, this is really interesting. The way they put this in the article, genetics. Right. The idea that we may be genetically predisposed to a to higher emotions. emotional response. And they put in it, some older studies suggest <laughs> there is a genetic component to emotional yeah. response. And I think what they're talking about there, well, it is what they're talking about, is like our predisposition to high anxiety or depression or things like that. Is there not so much stuff that's passed down to us other than, rather than stuff that we saw our parents and our grandparents doing? Yeah, well, if you talk to me, I will categorically say it has nothing to do with genetics. Mm. It's to do with how you've learned from, from your very earliest moments. And, yeah. and if our, so for example, if our parents suffer high anxiety or depression and then we do, it's not because we have the active gene in that mm. area. It's probably more likely because we were educated in that response yeah. by our parents. Yeah. Having said that, I'm not I'm not a scientist, you know, I can't categorically state that, but I do know the literature that I read these days, mm. it seems to be suggesting that even those people that recognise a genetic component to our emotional responses, it's something like at most a twenty percent contributing factor. It's oh, not really? there are there are three I find different reasons. Fascinating. Well, I do as well, but at the same mm. time, I realise just massively out of my depth when mm. it comes to any research or casual, you know, mm. sort of dipping in my toe into that area. I'm like, I'm not a genetic scientist. I think I need to just focus on what Stay I... Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's really easy to drift out your lane when mm. it comes to mental health and stuff like that. Mm. So I kind of just talk about what I feel I can talk about. Yeah. Know? But we know that emotional reactions, things like anxiety, depression... There are genetic components, apparently, mm. but most of it is either, hang on, let me get this right, um, situational, as in uh, environmental, sorry. Environmental, yeah. And um, oh, now I've, I've completely <laughs> blanked. <laughs> Were you distracted by the... Environmental and psychological. That's psychological, what I mean. right, So it I mean. is, but which, which you could argue is environmental as well because it's what you go through in your history. Yes. So that sort of thing. So a lot more is about what you learn than about what you were given from birth. Yeah. In a sense. But it, it is, you know, I think it, they're right to include it as a potential factor yeah. because it's not like it's been categorically proved it has nothing to do with it. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however small that, that contribution might be. Um, third one, or oh, lack of sleep. Oh, God, yeah. If yeah. I'm If I'm tired... 
Mm. Oh my god, anything sets me off. Yeah. yeah. I, I cry, I cry when I'm tired. But this is you know we come back to the cognitive assessment we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we feel at a low ebb, yeah. like when we wake up in the morning, we're like, oh, I've had enough sleep, I'm knackered. Then when we do our little internal audit, have I got the resources to face the day? Mm. We're much more likely to come back with a no than a yes, aren't we? Yeah. And then suddenly we're triggering all of the emotional responses Absolutely. that are our backup emergency responses, you know. Mm. Um so yeah, lack of sleep. I mean, how many times am I saying to people? If you got a good night's sleep, you know, like regularly, yeah, the world would appear a different place. Yeah, because you, know? you feel like you could face the day. Yeah, you, your place within it is is more robust, is more is is kind of more bulletproof. You know. Well, there's a reason why sleep deprivation is is a form of torture. Well, exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, fourth one, it's because you need exercise, which. I get. I think they're talking about the mind-body connection. Also, number five is diet as well. Oh, I thought you just said die for me. <laughs> no, that, that was my scribbled notes. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the whole mind-body connection there, I think, is yeah. what they're talking about. If we're exercise can improve our mood, exercise can make us feel better about ourselves. I mean, yeah. You don't feel the endorphins <laughs> kicking in? I don't. You know, the no, idea of, like, know. going for a run... That's what makes me emotional. That's what makes me cry. Someone says, go for it. Absolutely not. No, thank you. When we're watching Joe Wicks, I mean, we don't watch him anymore, but, you know, when, when he was first on the scene, yeah, yeah. and he would be doing his little hit workouts, and he'd be saying, that's it, you can feel the endorphins kicking in now. And I'm like, what are you feeling that I'm not? Because I'm just feeling tired. I can remember when Joe Wicks was on Snapchat, and he followed me on Snapchat, and we used to talk, and uh, oh, he's, he's too big for me now. He's too, he's too much mean, of a superstar now. Clang. He doesn't, Oops. yeah, he doesn't get back to me anymore. Well, never mind. No, but, yeah. never mind. Um, right, so yeah, exercise and also I think diet as well. Yeah, in terms you, of how it influences you chemically as well. Yeah, if yeah. you you know if you eat if you eat just like I know there are days when when I've been not feeling great and I've just eat, wanted to eat crisps and stuff like that, and then mm. I get to a point where every part of me is screaming, "Eat a vegetable!" <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and you then, do. Yeah. yeah, I get like that, don't I? And then I'm like, mm. I need some broccoli today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just be like this. It's like I have this connection with myself where it'll go, no, broccoli, now, yeah. snap, go. See, I, don't, I don't have that connection with me. I've never, had my, I've never felt my body crying well, out what, for broccoli. When we used to go, um, so when we, we, we holiday slightly differently now, as in we don't, but, um, but before when we did, and we would go to these, you know, these cheaper, all-inclusive beige mm. buffet hotels, we would get back from a week of like hotel food and all I would want would be mm. like a whole cauliflower. Yeah. I would just sit there with like a whole vegetable yeah, because think... it just gets too much for me. I mean, I felt the same after we got back from America. No shade to any of our American uh, uh-huh. listeners, but um, yeah. yeah. But inevitably, when we're away from home, we're mm. going to do a lot more indulging in fast foods and, and convenience foods rather than making a meal every night. Yeah, you know? yeah. And also, we probably won't understand the foods that are on offer to us as well as we would in our local I mean, supermarket. Yes, in America, we don't know what's going on. I mean, Target. You need no, your I, mean, own. I don't understand. Love Target. It's just like a whole. You buy anything, can't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. And everything is. It says on the packet artificially flavored, which really makes me laugh. <laughs> well, well, exactly. But this is the thing, you know, sugars, caffeine, stuff like that that are stimulants. You but know, they're going to they're going to influence your emotional responses. Um, You've just sat there drinking a sugary latte. I, I have, just sort of point much. that out. A very sugary latte. <laughs> um, right, and number six in the list of common causes. Mm. You're highly sensitive. Oh, wonderful. Brilliant. Thank you. No, so hang on. Let me explain That's helpful, this. isn't it? Right. This is something I was not aware of until I read this article. Sensory processing sensitivity, SPS, SPS. is a thing, oh. right? Apparently, it's a personality trait. It's not a disorder or a malfunction. Yeah, it's yeah. a personality trait that they estimate 20% of people have. Have I got it? 
Well, I think he might have. <laughs> but again, that's like, oh, and you've officially diagnosed you <laughs> with SPS. Oh, no, SPS. I think they're just saying, but funny enough, do you know how many people, uh, what percentage of people are on the high hypnotic responder spectrum? Is it 20%? It's 20%. <gasps> yeah, so you have 20% who are amazing responders, 20% who are rubbish responders, and the middle 60% are somewhere oh, in, in the... 60. <laughs> you, you were like, hang on, 20... Uh, <laughs> I thought 40. Don't worry, I came up with the number 40. 40 <laughs> <laughs> Some superb maths. Thank you. Um, yeah, but that's so interesting. Maybe I literally only just realised that as I was reading that out. Huh. Hmm, huh. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so maybe those SPS... Those? Uh, S's, yeah, are the high responding hmm. on the hypnotic spectrum. Hmm. Um, having said that, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, well, I'm not very emotional, so clearly I wouldn't respond to hypnosis. If only it were that easy to tell people whether they would yeah. respond to something like that or not. Until you try it, you really don't know, to be fair. All right, anyway, then there's a load of situational causes okay. of being over-emotional. Uh, stress. Yes. I mean, obviously, you, yeah. yeah. Life changes. Life changes. Which you oh, could like, argue yeah. is stress as well, couldn't you? Yeah, one would, one would cause the other, surely. Oh, I thought so. They're interrelated, definitely. Mm. Grief, mm. another one. Which, again... Stress and life changes, isn't it? I don't know. This all just seems like the obvious. I don't know. Just Maybe you can leave a comment on the article later. Yeah. Seems a bit it's obvious. obvious. Yeah, thanks. Just saying the obvious. To be fair, though, that's sometimes the best things is the stuff that we already knew, yeah. but we'd sort of lost contact with the truth of it, you know? Yeah. Um, and number 10, trauma. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. going to do it, isn't it? Well, I think trauma creates a huge confusion in our subconscious. Mm. And as a result, our emotions might even misfire mm. to, to our own understanding. You know, we'll mm. feel um, ways that we feel is inappropriate. So, for example, when you lost your mum, yeah. your emotional response to that, you look back on it and think that was a strange emotional response. You yeah. know? So, uh, we can understand it, obviously, yeah. and we can kind of relate to it a little bit. But at the same time, you would think, no, I'd expect something different for that. Yes. But trauma creates a confusion in your subconscious. Well, absolutely. Like you know, like when um when our one of our one of our very good friends um died last year mm. um and yeah. I when when I found out the news, you know I I fell to the floor sobbing. Mm. I couldn't breathe. I you mm. know I I had what would be considered a normal reaction yeah, for someone yeah, right. finding out that, you know, I, I yeah. thought instantly I was going to throw up. Yeah. I was, you know, it was this very, very visceral yeah. reaction to finding out the news. Um, and, uh, you know, and yet I had the, the complete opposite when, yeah. um, when my mum passed. So yeah. I, I don't think there's a, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I don't think there's a, a one size fits all. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, this, we say that a lot, don't we? There's you know, no right or wrong way of, of responding. I think, to you know, when, when, I, when we found out about our, our, our friend, you know, I, you know, for years now, I've, I've been in this very safe relationship where mm. I am completely myself, uh, emotions and all, mm. you know, but at the time when I found out about my mum, I, I wasn't in a safe mm. place, you know, I wasn't yeah, in a, yeah, in yeah. a comforted place. That's so. true, isn't it? Yeah, you had survival to mm. think about more than. Emotions, yeah, yeah, connecting with how you feel about it, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and then they've listed some health reasons that might be causes for being excessively emotional. I'm sure I'm going to get a reaction to this one hormones, yeah. Well, yeah well, I'm not, okay, look, so hormones, thyroid issues, yeah, menopause, yes. PMS, yeah. Uh, and birth control yeah that, that was the next one was birth control because oh, you talk about that don't you in terms of birth control pills having an impact on your emotions yes massively you know yeah. and, and hormones you know we it's become almost of a cliche of all you know i'm, I'm hormonal mm. but you know we we don't 
take it seriously enough mm. that the fact that yeah hormones are a massive massive deal they're yeah. a massive part of your well you know your life some of the practitioners that i've trained that are on mm. our team they are they specialize mm. in hormonal issues because yeah that can influence whether you feel excessively anxious whether you feel depressed you yeah. know there's all those factors at play mm. there and sometimes they just get swept under the under the rug so and and i think sometimes we need to understand that side of what's going on Massively. to get the full picture you Massively, know? and yeah. again it's not it's not like it's my specialist area but you've got to recognize the impact it has on mm. us you know? both men and women as well yeah. men think they're you know some men think they're uh, immune to hormonal issues mm. no men have fluctuations in their hormones yeah, and their yeah, testosterone yeah. the exact same that women yeah. do you know it's... yeah exactly exactly yeah um the next two depression and anxiety mm. which again i find this weird right that's listed as a health reason why we might experience excessive emotion but anxiety is an emotion and as is depression if you ask me i mean mm. in terms of what we're experiencing at that time yeah, yeah. um and i i think yeah it's like saying we're emotional because we're emotional if you know right, what I mean. yeah, we're anxious yeah, yeah. because we're i don't know i feel like that's to just but then i suppose they're referring to that as you may have anxiety you might have yes. depression yeah, yeah which yeah. as as we know there's you know there's different ways of looking at it so maybe maybe that's just a different framework there mm. um number 14 on the list Did you know we got to number 14 already um adhd <laughs> Oh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Foreshadowing, because I think we're going to do uh, a podcast. We are, yes. Is that the next one? I mean, I don't want to say it's the next one now, because, you know, every time I say it's the next one, I, we then... I think it's else. highly likely to be the next one, okay. from, from the way our conversations have been going. Yes, and we'll explain why later. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, and then last one, emotional disorders. Oh, what does that Christ, mean? As nebulous as a, as a cloud. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, as yeah. cumulonimbus. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, do, I just think sometimes it's such a massive cop-out to say, well, probably it's, you're over-emotional because there's something wrong with you. It's <laughs> like, give it up, you know. Yeah. Um, the word disorder seems to get thrown around so regularly, so mm. easily, and without any regard for for that sort of, you know, for it, what we're doing there. To me, it falls under the category of, uh, that old, older, old white men doctors would use of, women's problems yeah yeah brilliant yeah, she's that, obviously got brilliant uh, it's her emotions Wonderful. that's what it is yeah, yeah. um so it's here's the fact that she has a uterus <laughs> something i saw online recently this is my latest rant about stuff Chan <laughs> well-meaning channels trying to help people with anxiety mm. and one of them was high anxiety sufferers will often re-watch their favorite shows because they it's safe for them because they know, know what's going to happen so they won't get anxious about how the outcome of it and I, it's the only thing I've commented on online for years. <laughs> I just, I just put, I put something along the lines of people without anxiety do that as well. It's a thing. You don't have to feel like when you're watching your favourite episode of Friends, you're displaying an anxiety symptom. Yeah. You know, I just, I just feel like there's, you know, you, it's literally saying, you know what people with anxiety do? Um, they get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, that's that's one of those traits that we have as anxiety sufferers. Yeah, like, yeah. It's that danger of just diagnosing everyone with something wrong with them. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's rant over anyway. <laughs> um, I've, I've done enough ranting on this podcast, I think, about stuff like that. Right, um, so here we go. Let's give the final phase of, the, of today's podcast. What can you do if you're feeling excessively emotional? Cry out. Cry out. Oh, that, I haven't even got that on my list. Oh. Yeah, cry out. I think that's cry a great... Yeah, yeah, just... I, the closest I've got to that is don't beat yourself up for feeling emotional. Yeah, just in, yeah exactly. Some, Sometimes you just need to. Yeah. You really do. Trust me on this one. There, there is an episode of um, Everyone Loves Raymond. Right. Um, 
which is about he he goes to work one morning and he looks through the window to surprise his wife that he hasn't gone already and he sees her sitting on the sofa crying <laughs> and then the whole episode is about him being like really overly attentive crying? to her trying to find out why she's crying he's asking everyone if you see is she upset about something yeah, yeah. and in the end when he finally confronts her about it she just says i just sometimes i just like to sit down and have a cry I'll, th- I'll think about maybe people that I've lost. I'll think about sad films that I've watched. I'll just, I just like yeah. having a cry and just the, the cathartic release of letting the tears out, you know? Yeah. And I've spoken to a couple of people about that recently. Yeah. And yeah, I, I get that. Because also, it can just, it feels like a part of us is just being paid attention to. It feels like, to me, crying sometimes feels like, you know how your muscles feel in your body after you've had a big stretch? Yeah, right. Feels like that. Like you've stretched your emotional muscles. Yeah. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I didn't even have it on the list, really. So, oh, well. Yeah. Turns out I'm I'm the better one. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> the wisdom of wife strikes again. Hello. Yeah. Um, right, so a couple of tips for overwhelm, if, if it feels like we're overwhelmed is what's causing us to be excessively emotional. Um, get rid of out of your concerns the things that are not yours. So, what do you mean? So a lot of us became over-emotional at the start of the pandemic. Mm. And a lot of people were attributing it to, I'm really worried about the pandemic. Yeah. And whilst it is that, it's not the direct correlation. It's not like you're, you're crying or you're in terror about what might happen with the pandemic. It's just you're now processing so much new stuff that you haven't processed before. Yeah, and the implications yeah. of all of this, that the slightest little thing now is tipping you over the overwhelm line. I know, like I, know I was quite at the yeah. start with, the, with all of this. I I, a I lot of people were very felt very like on the edge of of a breakdown or an emotional meltdown a lot just because there was so much processing going on in their heads Mm. that they couldn't do anything about at the end of the day so if you recognize that you're overwhelmed it's normally because you're doing one of two things and that is you're concerning yourself with stuff that you can't do anything about yeah so as a result you're caught in a loop of inactivity and the second thing is that you're trying to do everything that you can do stuff about at once. Mm. Yeah, so you're, you're looking at the day ahead and you're looking at all of the things you've got to do rather than, right, what's the next thing on my list? Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I had that, a little bit of that this week when I was sitting at my desk thinking, right, I've got two hours before my next client. What's the best use of my time? What should I do? Should I do that? Should I do that? There's loads to do. But should I'm, I go see Brit? And, what is it? and you end up doing nothing yeah. because you're just sitting there wondering, and I always feel best about myself and feel like I can take things on when I just say, well, look, there's, I can see that needs doing. I'll just do that. Yeah. You know? And it might not be the most important thing at that time, but the fact I've done something is important. Small increments of moving forward are still moving forward. Exactly, exactly. And, and it's all got to be done at some point, so hmm. just, just crack on. Um, so, yeah, one thing at a time is, hmm. is the message there. Um, next, get your rest and get your sleep. Absolutely. We've, we've harped on about that and we've done whole podcasts on rest and sleep and the importance of it. Yes. So no matter what, how much is going on, no matter how emotional you feel, grant yourself time to shut down, grant yourself time to rest and recharge. Also, if you say I'm the sort of person that can't get to sleep, but you are actually awake at three in the morning looking at Wikipedia articles, put your phone <laughs> down. That's why you're not sleeping. Yeah, and, and it's a good idea not to just open your phone as you're about to go to sleep. Yeah. I found myself doing that the other day. I'll just check Facebook one more time. What am I checking for? No, There's exactly. nothing good going to come up on my Facebook feed. No, never. This is why I came <laughs> on Facebook. I came yeah. on Facebook in the spring. It's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, or have we done one about? We did one on social media, but we haven't done one on since I've actively. Oh, maybe we should do a follow up then. Maybe. How is Brit doing? Well, you said you said I seem happier since I've not been on. You seem loads happier. (laughs) 
without those random moments of, why is Britt upset? Because yeah. you've just read something on your yeah, phone. Exactly. Um, right, look after your general health is the next tip, as in eat well, exercise, move. What is it our osteopath always says, Claire? Movement is medicine. Movement is medicine, yeah. And She's I'm, not listening to this, but yeah, movement is medicine. I, I would love just once for us to get to a podcast, we mention somebody <laughs> and you don't then say, they're not listening to this, but <laughs> you don't know who's listening. Nah. I know lots of people are listening. I've looked at the stats. We've got, we've got a good listenership. I mean, we might have. I don't know. Yeah, we've got a break. Yeah, they've all moved on with their lives yeah. in the last six weeks. People thought like, we stopped doing it. Yeah. <laughs> they've deleted it off of their pages. Um, yeah, so just... I, I started doing my morning walks again, and I stopped, and I, I just realised instantly when I started again, yeah, this was much better for me when I was doing this. Absolutely. So, um, also, reach out to people if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like I need help. Talk yeah. to people about it. Um, there's nothing wrong with needing assistance because we're all there at some point. You yes. know? I know it's, a, it's something we really we really hark back to a lot. Um, it's one of our themes as well as don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Reach out when you need help. But remember, if you're feeling excessively emotional, like you're on the edge all the time, yeah. it probably is because of overwhelm Absolutely. because there's too much processing going on. So lighten the load, share the burden, hmm. help get people to help you out because very likely they're more than happy to do that. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, I don't know if we've spoken about this before on the podcast, but we have this sort of qualifier question when it oh, comes to us. A... I've just seen your note. I could just been able to read your note from here. Right. So I remember we've done this loads of times. And, and this was around the time that we were getting married that this started to be something we talked about. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about it for a while. But when we feel like, oh, that's happened. What should I do? What, what, should I, what action should I take? What's the question that we ask ourselves? What do I need to do? And with the emphasis on the word need. need. Yeah. What actually do I need to do? Yeah. And it came from when I remember it was around the time we were getting married because you were on some wedding forums on mm. on the Book of Face. Yes, you were. Yeah, I was. And there was somebody in there had said, "Oh, my my brother's got upset. No, my brother's girlfriend's got upset because on his wedding invite I put him plus one rather than him and naming his girlfriend." And this girlfriend was somebody that the bride knew, mm. but wasn't close enough to to have a named invite. She wouldn't be invited to the wedding yeah. if, it, if it weren't for that she was going out with the brother. And they yeah. hadn't been going out very long, so she yeah. just kept it as plus one. And she got offended that she wasn't named on the invite. As I say it out loud, it sounds like the most ridiculous thing yeah. in the world. But she was on this forum saying, what should I do? I don't want to, you know. And my instant thought was, well, what do you need to do? And the answer to that, as it is so often in life, nothing. absolutely nothing. Nothing. She will either be offended or not offended. Yeah. She will either be grumpy at the wedding or not grumpy at the wedding. Yeah. But imagine you've got 100 guests at your wedding. Yeah. And imagine if every one of them took up the emotional space that this one was taking up in your life in terms of, I need to manage this, I need to do something about this, yeah? Yeah. You would, you would completely destroy your wedding day. Absolutely. Because you'd be just concerned about everyone being happy. It's not important that that woman is happy at your wedding. No. It's important that you are you happy are. at your Absolutely. wedding. And so just a little qualifier question. When you find yourself starting to get overwhelmed by little concerns and, and bothersome things, what do I need, do I need to, do? to do? It's surprising how much of life sorts itself out without <laughs> us getting involved in it. Yeah. You know? I like that. Okay, that's a final thought then. Yeah. Really people with. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I, I think Thank you for coming back. If you've come back to listen to us, thank you. I appreciate it. 
So for the hiatus, we are going to have a bit more of a break as well because we are coming up to the festive season and um, uh, so yes. we're going to be taking a bit of a Christmas break but then coming back strong in 2022 where yeah. hopefully the world will have calmed down just a little bit. We'll definitely have an episode or two in the next couple of weeks though because we've got a couple of things yes. we want to talk about. Maybe. Yes, there are some things we want to talk about. Yeah. But as always, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you've got something positive out of the podcast as always. If you have, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on Instagram, not Facebook as I've said, um, but you can find us on Instagram Instagram, you can find me at Brit Marie Box. You can find Tim at Tim Box Mind Coach. And I highly recommend heading over to Tim's YouTube channel of the same name because he's got some amazing videos on there. Um, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And Thank if you much. like this podcast, please do tell someone about it. Please do share it because we really want to get the message out there that anything to do with your mental health is completely normal and you are not alone in this. So thank you very much. And as always, keep thinking outside the box. Bye guys. Bye bye.